Welcome to our next episode of the Catch 53 podcast, an endeavor brought to you by the members of Cohort 53. And today we're kicking off our first interviews with some friendly voices from our cohort. This will be a recurring series as we're hoping to bring on as many of our cohort mates as possible over the coming weeks and months. Our first guest of the evening graduated from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. She's a Dubs fan from the East Bay, and I'm talking about one of her favorites, Gina Vargas. Gina, welcome to the pod. How are you? How are things going? I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. Yeah. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I want to say congrats on this podcast. It's amazing. I've been keeping up with it. Thank you for the tips on March Madness. I took some notes, so we'll see how that goes. Right on, Gina. So again, thank you so much for all the love. Uh, we've seen you throwing us up on your Instagram story. We really appreciate it. We're, we're starting off small, but hopefully we're, we're going to get there. So uh, kicking it off with kind of the first question, it's probably the most basic one is, you know, why did you choose USF Sport Management as the program to go pursue your uh, next degree in? I chose USF's program because it was a program that's all about just self-growth, I feel like. It made it easy for me to, you know, have that work-life balance and still apply, you know, what we're learning um, in class and things like that to my work experience with one class a week and things like that. Also just USF that I've heard nothing but great things. Um, a lot of people I work with are actually USF sport management alums. So they were very excited when I told them I applied to USF and they said it, they've had nothing but great experiences with all the professors and just the programs. So that kind of solidified, I was making the right choice. Absolutely. So obviously our cohort's in a unique situation. The program is traditionally in person on Wednesday evenings, but right now we're obviously fully online. How would you describe your experience in graduate school so far with regards to the program and just, you know, the, the online setting? Honestly, it's very interesting. I started out actually with cohort 52 um, with Cellini. Shout out Cellini. And I went to one class, but I had to take a medical leave of absence even in that experience, adjusting from that to online has been very interesting, a challenge. Zoom fatigue is on high. And, um, but honestly, I think it put into, put into perspective just something that a lot of people didn't think. I think this unprecedented time really shined a light on you know, how much we do take for granted, I feel like. So I personally have enjoyed it. I feel like USF sports management program has made an amazing uh, adjustment to going nothing but online. Uh, it sucks because we've never met. We've never encountered each other in a classroom um, in the same workspace, but it's been it's been great, honestly. I think they've done a flawless job of, you know, having it online. And so we know that you have a lot of love for the Warriors. Go Dubs. Everyone right here should be Warriors fans, I hope, especially if they're from the Bay. But um, what are your ambitions in the sport industry? Do you want to, you know, keep it specific? You're looking to work with the Warriors or a Bay Area team, or are you planning on taking this anywhere you can go? Honestly, I thought about this question um, before this interview. And I honestly, I kind of want to see where life takes me. I'm, I've always been somebody who has done roles that are kind of like jack of all trades, 
kind of like doing everything and anything, helping anybody in any, in any place. And as a guest experience representative with the Warriors currently, I think that embodies that ideal. But I would love, to, it would be a dream of mine to grow with the Warriors. I actually just, I stuck it out. I was furloughed from the Warriors during the pandemic and I juggled a lot with, should I move forward? Should I move on? But I feel like I wasn't ready to because I was just starting there and I and being a Dubs fan growing up and things like that I think it was just kind of like the spark of like my dream job starting so ideally I would love to grow with the Warriors I would love to stay with them um, to me it would be a great you know thing to say hey this was my first big girl job and I've stayed with them for 20 plus years 30 plus years but at the same time, I don't know what life has in store for me. And I'm honestly open to anything. Absolutely. That's a great kind of balance between, between sticking with what you love and having an open mind. All of us, I guess, have different stories about whether it was working in sports, watching sports, playing sports, the, just the memories that just stand out first and foremost. Are there any stories or games that just stand out to you in particular uh, from your time that are working, watching, or playing? The one that I can think of off the top of my head right now is... Christmas 2019 it was the first Christmas game at the new arena in Chase Center and I have just so I have the blessing of working alongside a basketball operations which is the most amazing opportunity ever so during that game I actually um, was unaware and far removed from the game um, it was a hectic day and Next thing you know, I think it, I came back from break and Warriors were up in the last two minutes and they were, and the Rockets were trailing. And I was sitting there like, what? What's happening? Like I was so ecstatic and we won that game and I had no idea. So I think that was the best Christmas gift I could ever ask for because Christmas is really big in my family. So we actually altered Christmas so I could work that game and I think that was one that I could definitely remember because after Steph being injured, Clay still being out at that time, it was just a rough, it was a rough couple weeks before that. So to have that win on Christmas in our new stadium was amazing. It's not every day that Damian Lee outplays James Harden and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> not at all. And he had Christmas a miracle, game guys. Game. Christmas, Christmas miracle. miracle. <laughs> In the Chase Center, Santa's real confirmed, Damian Lee, Santa on a basketball court. So, Gina, our next question here for you. I actually really like this one, but I'm going to change it up for you. So normally it's going to be, what is your advice to like a younger person who might be interested in pursuing a career path in sports? Now, because of the pandemic and we're young ourselves, you know, um, we're getting older, but we're still young. I'm going to switch it up for you. What would be your advice if you could go back to, say, 10-year-old Gina and say, hey, this is the advice I'm going to give you if this is where you want to get. So if you could go back and give yourself some advice, what would it be to get where you are today? Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it would probably have to be, don't, don't question your confidence. 10-year-old Gina, which is very young Gina. Oh my, oh my God. But um, I feel like don't question your confidence. I think confidence especially in the sport industry 
is very important. I don't like the term fake it till you make it, but I do like the term flourish till you make it, I feel like. Part of flourishing is your confidence. And I've been lucky enough to have people such as you guys with your support and seeing you guys have so much confidence in yourselves kind of, and remind me to have confidence in myself. And if I would have had that then, I think I would have done more things to make me a better person today. Not saying that I'm not right. a better version of myself, yeah. but I think I would have taken more opportunities. I would have spoke up more. I would have, I think I would have just flourished better. You know, that's a great answer. And I love the question because I had no idea what I want to do at 10 years old, but it's, it's a great starting <laughs> point as a whole. No, I, I was as well. And I, I was trying to find like what's a random date where I was kind of lost and I had no idea really where I was at in life. And I was like, man, that, that's going back a while. Gina, I'm with you. I'm like, man, that's a decade plus behind me. But uh, it's an awesome answer. I really like that flourish till you make it because I hear fake it till you make it. I, we probably all do. And I mean, I won't lie. Yes. I've had interviews in the past weeks where I've kind of faked it until I made it. So that's a really good take on that because 10-year-old me was kind of an idiot. I'm not going to lie. He was a, a wandering child. Hey, man, that was, that, was, that, was, that was me at 17, man. <laughs> it's funny you say 10 because at 10 years old, I actually wanted to be a pharmacist. All right. And then, and then I got into sports and things like that when I was yeah. um, like, like a couple years later. And then I was introduced to athletic training, and that's how I knew I wanted to be in sports. So it's funny how, you know, looking back, it's like, wow, I want to be a pharmacist then. Yeah. Who would have thought, it? right? What? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Gina. Well, that wraps up our, our quote, get to know questions. Here are our capital get to know questions. Uh, these are kind of more <laughs> rapid fire, more informal. Feel free to, to just kind of say what, what the first thing that comes to mind is. So the first one we have for you is what is the, your favorite class you've ever taken? It could be at USF. It could be in, in, at UNLV. It could be in elementary school. What was the favorite class you've ever taken? Favorite class I've ever taken was actually quantitative analysis. One of the hardest classes I've taken in my whole entire life. And the reason why it's my favorite is because I've never been so proud of myself to get an A in a class that I struggled so hard in. And shout out to Dr. Aga because she really helped me and encouraged me. So that was my favorite class. Oh yeah, I'm with you on, the, on that one. I think the most yes. stressed I've been in a class has to be when I was trying to sift through that data set, but here we are. We survived. We made it. Um, this next one is probably going to be interesting because, you know, the Bay Area, we have quite a few sports venues and we've changed quite a few sports venues. But what is your favorite food or drink item from any sports venue? Garlic fries at the Coliseum. Ooh, not, not, not be, Oracle Park. The, not at the Oracle Coliseum. Park. Oracle Park. Oracle Park has the best sauerkraut dogs. I think they're called bratwursts. I think I that's think the formal worse. name for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. So, but... Garlic fries, O.Co. Coliseum. I crave them. I have to go to a baseball game there every year for them. <laughs> There's nothing like them at O.Co. Coliseum. I love it. True to the East Bay. Uh, the next question, favorite sports film? We Are Marshall. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, good choice. Very good choice. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Okay. You kind of answered this earlier, but maybe it is different. But <laughs> if you weren't working in sports, what industry would you want to be in? Would you still want to be that pharmacist? <laughs> oh not at all <laughs> not at all probably entertainment music film Ooh, yeah. something along that 
Yeah. Along we those can, lines. We can all vibe with that for sure. So you kind of alluded to this too with regards to the industry, but what is your dream job? Organization, title, what is your dream job? My dream job is to be a director of team operations or player development for any major team, really, honestly. Specifically NBA, but I also wouldn't mind working for the NFL. I grew up, that was the first sport I learned. Mm -hmm. um, 7 a.m., Ray Lewis sitting on my dad's lap. What position does he play? Who's our quarterback? Things like that. So NFL, NFL, NBA, WNBA, any major sports uh, league. So you mentioned Ray Lewis. Can you do his uh, famous dance from the tunnel? Do you know it by heart? You still have all the moves down from his exit? I can teach you. I can teach you, but I cannot do it. <laughs> I like this one. Josh came up with this one. This is a very good one. So who's playing you? in a movie about your life. So when you've made it, you're big, you've been running the sports world for 20 plus years and they make your biography, who's going to be playing Gina? Oh my God. <laughs> Who? I have no idea. She's probably, by that time, we're probably going to have a couple more actresses. That's a hard one. I, can't I don't even have an answer for myself if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that, that answer. Yeah, I, I should. Have, I have I, to come back. I should have sent you. I should have sent you the the questions beforehand. But that, that's oh, okay. that, that's the fun part about this for sure. The next one is we have just a few more. We've talked about as a cohort the moment that we we get together, things are opened up. We want to like go to Vegas. We want to go to spring training. We want to go to the the a summer league. Design. What is your ideal like road trip weekend getaway for the cohort? To be honest, either NBA summer league or Super Bowl. Those are those are great answers for sure. <laughs> I think. I think. Us doing that would literally be remarkable. And we would go down in history for USF sport management. Cohort 53, yeah, we did that. And this summer league is the move. I'm 100% with you on that one, Gina. That is the bomb. So fun. So I know you said you listened to our, our last episode on March Madness, and hopefully we gave you some good advice, and we really hope it pays off in your bracket. So do you have any men's and or women's Final Four predictions or champion predictions? What's your hot take on the upcoming tournament? You know what? I'm very embarrassed to say this, but I need to be honest. I have not kept up with college basketball just because I was so heartbroken about March Madness last year. And it was just something that I know I just drew away from, unfortunately. But for men's... I have, so I cheat. I do two brackets for each. And so I have Michigan taking it all, but Gonzaga is in the championship with Michigan. And then I have Illinois. I feel like Illinois is that sleeper one. I feel like, you know, their Mamba mentality is on high. And I do have Gonzaga in the final, in the final one there too. So we yeah, it's love weird. that go Zags. Yeah, it's weird because Michigan, Michigan is like a it's a number one seed, but it's the one that everyone's not picking. So I'm glad that you're you're kind of leaning that direction, showing Buck the Wolverines the some love. Yeah, yeah go blue. You got, you got it. You got to go. Yeah, exactly. Go blue. Yeah, Gina, that's yeah. all the questions we have for now. Um, where can folks find you on social media? Where can you know people connect with you and all that uh, before we wrap up? Yeah, so LinkedIn, Gina Vargas, G I N A. A-V-A-R-G-A-S and also on Instagram. Um, my handle is no Martin, just Gina. And it's been my, that's been my handle for years. So I'm not going to no start Martin, out, no, but no, no Martin, Martin, just Gina. No Martin, just Gina. Gina clearly doesn't have any fun. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Janet, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we really appreciate it. First interview in the books. It was really good talking. Really good hearing that you have the Zags in the finals. That makes me happy because I went on record and picked them as my champs. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for our next interview. Welcome back to the Catch Up 3 podcast. Up next, we've got our second guest of the evening, another one of our favorites from our cohort. She's a recent graduate of the Arizona State University, hashtag forks up, by way of the San Francisco East Bay. I'm talking about the Emily Ducker. Emily, welcome to the pod. How are things going? Things are going pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> things are going well. Thank you guys for having me on. No problem, Emily. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time to help us out as we try to get the podcast launched. And so we just got a couple of questions for you. And first and foremost is probably the most basic one. You've heard it a hundred times. Why did you choose USF sports management to pursue your next degree? Yeah, that's a great question. A big part of it for me was that I grew up here in the Bay Area and I really wanted to come back home and also to continue building my network within the sports industry in the Bay Area in particular, because this is ultimately where I would like to end up. I made a lot of really great connections while I was out there in Arizona, but I wanted to kind of expand that out here in the Bay Area. And then just the faculty and the great network and really all the opportunities that this program provides for us were really what drew me to it. Absolutely. So you kind of alluded to it's kind of your homecoming. You're from the San Francisco Bay Area. You went to undergrad in Arizona. Now you're back in the Bay. How would you describe your experience in graduate school so far, given everything that's happened? Obviously, we're fully online and, and classes are not exactly what they expected to be. But how have you kind of adjusted to the experience so far? Yeah, it's definitely been a strange adjustment, especially with everything being online so far. I haven't really met most of my cohort mates in person, even though it's been eight months already of the program. Feels like it's really flying by. But I think just like most of the people in our cohort, I've kind of taken it and in stride as best as I can and made the most of the opportunities. Started a couple internships, kind of hit the ground running, getting my feet wet in the sport industry here in the Bay. Awesome, Emily. And I know that you had experience when you were back out in Arizona in school. I know that uh, you're working with Cal right now. And so, you know, career-wise, do you, yourself, do you see yourself working in college sports? Uh, do you want to go professional? Kind of where do you feel like your career is taking you? Yeah, that's a tricky question. I feel like, so my internship with Sun Devil Athletics back at ASU was the internship I had for the longest uh, time. I started my sophomore year and continued with that through my senior year. And I feel like by the end of that, I felt like I was kind of burnt out on college athletics, was ready to say goodbye to that part of my journey. But then this Cal internship kind of fell into my lap and I've really been loving it so far. And I feel like I've kind of become more open-minded again about potentially working in college while still looking into things in professional leagues, just kind of keeping my options as open as possible right now. Absolutely. So while you were in college, my understanding is you obviously were interning with Sundelva Athletics. You were with the Suns, the Arizona Cardinals. Do you have any memorable stories? I'm sure you have a couple, but any ones that just stand out from your time working in the sport industry, whether it was with them or, or with Cal, just any that could just kind of stand out to you? Mm, that's a good question. Let me think for a minute. I definitely have a couple right off the top of my head. I know one thing that was kind of weird Obviously, in any sports market, um, things are pretty interconnected between all the different teams. There's a lot of crossover between who's working for different teams and all that. There was one time where I was working a Cardinals game, and I was working the gate, uh, like the media gate, and Devin Booker came in through the media entrance, and I had to put his wristband on him, 
um, and I was working for the Suns at the same time. And he was like, man, you work here too? And I was just like, I, I don't know what to tell you, Devin. We don't all make as much money as you do on your contract. Some of us got to make it work. That is awesome. That was a fun one. Some of us got to grind, Mr. Booker. We can't put a ball in a bucket for a couple hundred million. Exactly. So I mean, this one, this one's a tough question, uh, especially when we asked it to our last uh, couple people we've interviewed. But you know, I know we are still young, so take this kind of with a grain of salt. But what is your advice to maybe younger folks, uh, kids, friends, family that you might know that are interested in kind of a similar career path? Because as we all know, sports—it's hard. It, it takes a lot of work and a lot of hours to kind of get where you want to go. So, what advice do you have? That is a tough question. You're right. Um, <laughs> I think something that Cellini actually said to us in our first class that I've really kind of internalized and just been thinking a lot about is this idea of death by opportunity, right? So in undergrad, I was working three jobs, doing full-time school, didn't have any kind of social life at all, which I know is pretty common for people, especially pursuing careers in this field because it is pretty, you know, competitive, but I think it's really easy to get burnt out that way. And I've kind of tried to start prioritizing quality over quantity in terms of internships, work experiences, things like that. And just choosing to focus on a few things that I know are really going to give me the experience that I need and that I want to grow, as opposed to saying yes to everything that comes my way and doing subpar work because of it. Absolutely. No, that is, that is great insight in terms of just understanding what's best for you. There's so many different routes, but being able to kind of narrow it down in that sense, it's fantastic advice from not just, you know, past selves, but also present and future selves. So I really enjoy that one. Those are kind of the, the, the general questions that we have. Here come the fun ones. Uh, so <laughs> get ready for these. So first one we have for you is, is what is your favorite class you've ever taken? This is, could be at Arizona State, it could be at USF, it could be before that. Just favorite class you've taken. Oh. I'm going to have to think about that for a minute. I feel like I've like already a lot of teachers and professors are, are listening in on this. Oh. So a lot, no pressure. <laughs> Good to know. Honestly, this is, I think, recency bias, maybe. But I'm really loving the class we're taking right now. I'm super excited about this business plan project we're doing. I know y'all just to just talk to Gina. She's in my group. We're creating a business plan to launch a WNBA team in the Bay Area. And just in general, any class that you can take projects like that, that are really something that you're personally passionate about and apply that to the coursework you're doing tend to be my favorites because obviously it's a lot more interesting when it's something you're excited about. So I'm really enjoying that right now. I'm excited to hear your answer for this next one, Emily, because like you said, you've worked at so many sporting uh, venues and places, both here and back in Arizona. So what is your all-time sports arena or stadium food or drink? Oh, I might get some flack for this on this Bay Area podcast, but I got to go with the Dodger dog. Oh, no. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And that's all the time we have, folks. Sorry, we're going to have to cut this one short. Hey, no, these, are, no, these, no. <laughs> these are some fire takes. So, Emily, Gina went with the, the O.co garlic fries, not the Oracle Park mm. garlic fries. So I thought that was an interesting twist. But you took it a step further. You went all yeah. the way to SoCal. You, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Man. Oh, that's, there's a that's, lot of family history there. So fair enough. Fair enough. That's the roots. There we go. There we'll, we go. We'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. For sure. All right. Uh, next one. What's your favorite sports film? There's definitely a few out there that, that come to mind. Ooh. Okay. Also a weird take, but there's a Disney Channel original movie 
from like the early 2000s. Don't know if you've ever seen it. I feel like I might be the only person in the world who genuinely enjoys this movie. It's called Full Court Miracle. And it is okay. about a basketball team at a Jewish like middle school in Philadelphia. I have seen this movie. And it's like the only Hanukkah movie Disney Channel ever made. And it is the two core tenets of my personality, which are Judaism and basketball, just like melded together. It's I watch it at least eight times a year, if not 800. I'm here for that take, though, because there are a lot of good sports. There's a lot of like just kind of quirky sports movies that exist. I mean, everyone knows, you know, remember the Titans and, and all that stuff. So I'm here with that. And I do remember that movie. I was very young. <laughs> But it had basketball in it, and that's what drew me in. Disney Channel knows how to sink their hooks in. For, for some reason, I thought you were going to say Air Bud. <laughs> I was going to think, I thought you were going to say the luck of the Irish one, if you remember that one, where the, uh, the star basketball player is a leprechaun. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's where I thought you were going with it. So, hey, no, it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you, you, you take it. I dare you to find someone else who will give Full Court Miracle as an answer. If you do, let me know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm a diehard basketball fan. That movie blows you on my, my radar in there to hear. So this is a pretty fun one for us to kind of just pick your brain. If you weren't working in sports, what industry or kind of career would you see yourself taking if sports wasn't on the table? That's a great question. So I actually, the only other like sector that I've ever worked in is childcare. I worked at a summer camp for six years. I'm actually working with Girl Scouts right now in a childcare role outside of sports. And I always tell myself that I don't like it, but obviously I like something about it if I keep ending up back in that spot. So I feel like if not for sports, that's what I would be doing. Absolutely. No, I can definitely see you thriving there. Going back to sports, maybe a little bit, what is, what is your dream job? I know you've, you've explored a different variety of places to, to work at. What's your dream position, title, role, all that stuff? Yeah, at the moment, my dream job would, to be, would be to be the head of PR for a WNBA or NBA team my position with the Suns that I had with their basketball communications department for a couple of seasons was my favorite job that I've had so far and would love to just keep uh, working my way up in that area. So this, this question here tripped up not only Gina, but myself, Nick and Josh, uh, none of us <laughs> can really give a concrete answer right away. So let's say 15, 20, 30 years down the line, you've made it, you're crushing it in the sports world and they're going to make a movie about you who's playing emily in this movie none of us had a good answer yeah because if you have an answer off the bat for that you're some kind of narcissist right like i don't oh i feel like this says more about me than anything else you've asked i don't know oh that's so tough yeah this is a this is admittedly a tough one maybe we should rethink the, the idea behind this question <laughs> does but it I, have to be like typecasting or can i go based on like vibe anything 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 yeah you're you're literally sitting in the director's chair and they're going who do you think any actress in the world yeah. anybody okay if we're going based on anything wide parameters i'm gonna say it's an animated movie first of all i love it would love Pixar to just take the reins <laughs> on that one um, would be ideal. And I want it to be voiced by, I'm gonna go, I have like two that I'm fighting between. I'm, an, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna go Andy Samberg. Oh, I Emily love Ducker as voiced by Andy Samberg. <laughs> I am a huge fan of this movie and will be 
helping crowdfund it and or however I can because that sounds incredible. Coming coming, coming soon to a theater near you. you, exactly. All right, just a few more questions for you before we let you go. Um, a lot of us has been talking about when things open up, it's safe to do so, we get to meet in person. We all wanna do like a road trip or a weekend getaway together. So what is your ideal weekend getaway for Cohort 53? Some of the ideas are like NBA Summer League, Spring Training, Super Bowl, or Cabin in Tahoe. What is, to you, if you had to decide, what would it be? I really love camping. So I'd say like, I don't know, people are really fond of Tahoe in the winter, obviously. I love Tahoe in the summer. My family used to always go up in the summer and I think camping in Tahoe in the summer would be. I, uh, I hear that our, our buddy Nick Freire, our, our producer, his backyard's open in Santa Cruz. <laughs> that is a true statement. So Emily, as you know, as a basketball fan, the most important basketball time of the year is upon us. We have men's and women's March Madness getting ready to kick off. And so that was what our first episode was actually on, was given a tournament breakdown. So we want to know, you got any quick hot takes for us for the men and or women's tournament, Final Four predictions or big upsets coming? I really don't. I am ashamed to say this, but when the teams I am interested in don't make the tournament, I just like find it really hard to get invested. And as we know, Cal and ASU both did not have yeah. super hot seasons. <laughs> they have some work to do. Yep. <laughs> It's a rebuilding year. Rebuilding year always. All right, Emily, that's all the questions we have. Where can folks find you on social media, connect with you on LinkedIn, all that stuff? Feel free to plug yourself now. Oh, okay. My Instagram and Twitter are both at Emily A. Ducker, uh, duck like the animal. And then my name on LinkedIn is just Emily Ducker. Pretty easy to find. Awesome, Emily. First and foremost, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we're right in the middle of spring break and you're probably just enjoying not having to be staring at financial charts and graphs all tonight. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Um, for those of you who are really interested in meeting the rest of Cohort 53 as we continue to interview our classmates, you can find us on Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Anchor. Again, Emily, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your spring break. And from the Cash 53 family to all those listening, thank you guys for the support.